0: Good morning, everybody. Praise God. Nice to see everybody here today. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Praise God. If you're uh, new here or visiting, we try to avoid feedback (laughs) as much as we can. Uh, We've been uh, going through, um, we just had our five-year anniversary, uh, the end of last month. And we have been going uh, through a series uh, of uh, what we believe here in this church and that we are a people of faith. Praise God. So there was so much information that I looked up and tried to condense it so I'm not here all day for you guys. But I hope and I pray that this morning that you'll be able to receive something from God for your faith to be built up, for your faith to be increased, and for you to go on and fulfill your destiny in the kingdom of heaven. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for the privilege to speak, oh Lord God, and to teach God this morning, God, that every ear be receptive, Get let every heart be receptive in the name of Jesus, I bind distractions in Jesus' name and cast them down and I believe you, God, for the power of your Holy Spirit to touch
1: and help. Amen, amen. praise God. well, at this fancy clicker here let's see all right, this is our
0: <clears throat> our takeoff point here. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 13 is the last verse of the chapter. And Paul writes, he says, Now abide faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. That's for another sermon. The faith, we're going to be looking at faith today. So, uh, the reason he says that these three are the most important is because you have faith in something. Everybody has faith in something. You have faith that when you pay the electric bill and you go to turn the switch on, the lights come on. You have faith that when your paycheck gets deposited into the bank, it's there. So when you write checks and you go to the bank or you go to the store and you put the card in the machine and it says approved, woo! your self-esteem is uh, just gone way up there because you're approved because you have faith in that system. That is not quite the same as having faith in God. I had to uh, uh, look up uh, <clears throat> this verse in the Message Bible. And very interesting how he puts it. He translates it. For right now, until Jesus returns, we have three things to do to lead us toward that day. How many know their day is coming when Jesus is coming back? The Bible says he's going to descend in the clouds, We'll have the trumpet of God. The dead in Christ shall rise first, and then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them to meet the Lord in the air. Every time there's a cloudy day, I hope you look up to this the day. I hope you're ready. Praise God. So, three things to do. He says, uh, hope unswervingly. And, no, first one was trust. Faith, trust steadily in God. Not just sometimes, but all the time. Trust steadily in God. Hope unswervingly. And love extravagantly. Can you say amen? I like that last one. Love extravagantly. That's what God did for us. He lavished his love upon us. But Like I said, that's for another sermon in this series. Uh, We're going to be looking at faith.
1: Uh, So, we're looking toward forward to that day, but we are trapped in time
0: and space. So today is the only thing you can really, you know, focus on. Take it one day at a time. Jesus said there's enough trouble in each day. That doesn't mean you don't plan ahead, but just take it one day at a time. You'll be better off. Life will be a little bit more simple
1: and uh, you will enjoy your life, hopefully. In Philippians chapter 3, verse
0: 3, or chapter 3, verse 13 and 14, Paul the Apostle, this is a guy who saw Jesus and spoke to him face to face, and he writes and tells us, brethren, dearly beloved, I don't count myself to have apprehended or laid hold of everything, but one thing I do Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead, I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. If anyone could claim that I got it, I've got a full comprehension of the things of God, I know everything there is about God and Jesus and serving God, Paul the Apostle could say, I got it. Can you say amen? He, he should say, you know, I've seen Jesus' face. I've talked to him. I know everything there is about living for God. He says in, in letters to the Philippians, I don't have a complete grasp on it all yet. That's how I feel most of the time. I say, oh my goodness, God, there's so much to learn and know. Praise God. Come on in, sit down. Plenty of room. Plenty of seats up front. So, interesting thing, if ever you look at... Um, investing in stocks or bonds or mutual funds, they have to send you something called a prospectus. Uh, the annual shareholder reports come out if you own stocks, and they always have something called forward-looking statements. But they also have a disclaimer that, you know, the past is no indicator of the future, and if you lose money, that's not our fault. But they always have forward-looking statements to try and encourage people. This is a good investment. for going places. How many know the kingdom of God? We're going places. We have a
1: final destiny. Praise God. So let's reach forward to that. In the meantime, how do we get there?
0: By faith. Another word for faith is trust. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1. A famous description of faith. Faith is the substance hoped for the evidence of things unseen. The uh, New Testament uh, have strong Concordance at home. Every word in the Bible is listed. In the Old Testament, the word faith is only listed a couple of times. In the New Testament, it's listed a bunch of times. Jesus and Paul write about or, or have uh, they use the word faith a lot? And only two places in the New Testament two or three places, is the word for little faith used. And uh, so the Greek word is spelled, uh, in English I think it's pronounced pistis, which is a persuasion, but especially a reliance on Christ alone for salvation. According to Vine's uh, Greek uh, expository dictionary of New Testament words, It uh, infers the reality of the objects believed in. But this word in the Greek only applies to faith in God. Not faith in man, not faith in the electric company, but faith
1: in God. So what does that mean? It means that you have a proof or a conviction
0: or an evidence. You are fully convinced. Nothing can change your mind. We know that Abraham is called the father of our faith. He went, he almost killed his son because God told him to, and and just about to do it, and
1: God says, okay, don't do that. Now I know that you trust me. So, being the father of our faith,
0: he didn't put his trust in God's promises, He put his trust in God. The Bible says that he believed that God was able to perform what he promised. That's the difference. Not putting your faith in the actual promises, but the one who made the promises, that he's able to make those promises come to pass. One of my favorite scriptures in the New Testament is the one that uh, Paul writes, and he says, he who began a good work in you will bring it about to completion. Thank God. We're not there yet, but we're on our way. The Bible says in the uh, book of Psalms, blessed is the person who has set their heart on pilgrimage. They know that they're going somewhere. That we know that this is not our real home here on earth. We're just here temporarily. We're stewards. God has entrusted things to us. We're on; They're on loan to us. All of the things that we have. So, the thing is that we have a goal. We're going somewhere. Praise God. Funny thing is, Luke chapter 17, verse 5, the disciples come to Jesus. Lord, increase our faith. They say, okay, Jesus, this is how you do it. He doesn't do that at all. He doesn't say, okay, this is how you increase your faith. He tells them, if you have faith the size of a grain of a mustard seed, you could tell this mountain. Be removed and be cast into the sea, and it will obey you. And they look at him like, huh? Which is what I did when I read. That. I was a like, huh. If you have faith, because Jesus in Mark chapter eleven verse twenty-two, after cursing the fig tree, and they're all amazed. Wow, the fig tree dried up because you said so. Jesus says, and this is a command I would say to us: have faith in God. Do not doubt believe and then he goes on in mark chapter 11 forgive that i believe <clears throat> part of the one of the keys so to speak don't doubt believe and forgive excuse me my coffee is
1: talking back you can delete that from the recording <laughs> luke 17
0: he goes on to say that when uh, the ser- the, uh, the king comes in. The servants don't sit down and eat. Or the Lord of the manor doesn't uh, have them sit down and eat. He sits down and the servants serve him. And then they, at the end of the day they say, we have done our duty. How many know we have a duty? God has called us, each and every one of us, to live for him. So we have a duty towards him. In the Hebrews chapter 11. Verse 1, that word substance is the Greek word pupostasis, which means a confidence or assurance. The other word evidence is the Greek word "elenkos," which means proof or conviction or evidence or reproof. So like I said earlier, true faith infers the reality of the objects believed in. How many know we serve an invisible God? You can't see God. Bible says no man has seen God at any time. Moses asked to see him, and God tells him, no, you, no, no, you can't do that. Hide over here in the rock, and I'll pass by, and you can see my back. How many know, remember the story of Samson's mom and dad? Angel comes, angel of the Lord comes. This is a theophany, an appearance of Jesus, the Lord, before the uh, incarnation. And uh, uh, Samson's uh, mom and dad, they say, oh, well, you
1: we're going to die. We've seen God. And uh, <clears throat> the wife tells the husband, we're not going to die. We would have, he would
0: have killed us already. But they saw what they thought was God. It was uh, an incarnation, or not an incarnation, a theophany, an appearance of Jesus before he actually came to earth to live and die. Faith or evidence substantiates the promises of God, which we hope for, as future fulfillment, making them present realities to us. How many believe that God wants to bless your life? Right now, in this day and hour, God wants to touch our lives, and God wants to use us to touch other people. That's the plan of God. The Bible says in the book of Revelations that whoever hears, Hear what the Spirit says. The Spirit and the bride say, come. And whoever hears, let him say, come. Our goal, in this, uh, what we believe in this church, is that we uh, are evangelistic. We want to win souls. We are uh, an equipping church. We want to build up the faith of others. And we are uh, evangelize, equipped, and empowered. And we want to be able to send out of this church more churches. And just continue, this uh, church is a church plant from Living Hope Family Church on 22nd Street. And uh, that's our mother church, so to speak. But we're part of uh, Praise Chapel uh, Christian Fellowship. And our goal is to win the world for Jesus. Win, build, and send. So we're confident that God is using us. We want to, like the, I was saying in Revelation, the Spirit and the Bride say come. We want to win as many souls as we can to Jesus, get as many people into the kingdom of heaven as we can here on earth so that when that day comes, we will rejoice. We will, there's more joy in heaven, the Bible says, when one sinner repents and turns. They have a party up there. Praise God. By faith alone, we are sure of eternal things that they exist. By hope, we are confident that we shall have them. Sometimes we go through things in our lives here on earth that are unpleasant. We don't like them. And say, God, help me take this away. And God says, no, I'm testing you. First Peter, uh, the Bible says that the testing of your faith, which is sometimes necessary, is for your Benefit. It's for your good, so that when you're tested, you come out like gold. Because if you take test out of testify, all you have left is if not. And what kind of a life would you have if it's, oh, if only, if I did this, if only? You'll have plenty of regrets at the end of your life. But praise God, if you focus on what God has for us, you'll have plenty of victories. and you say amen? Someone named Bishop Pearson said these words, Christ's ascension is the cause of our faith, his absence is the crown of our faith. We can't see Jesus, although I have heard and read reports of Jesus appearing to people, especially uh, Muslims over in the Middle East, but most of us had never seen Jesus. So, you know,
1: because we don't see him, we have to trust. Can you say amen?
0: St. Augustine said, Faith believes what it doesn't see, for if you see, there is no faith. Jesus is hidden that he may be believed in. The yearning desire by faith after him who is unseen is the preparation of a heavenly mansion for us. I don't know about you, but there's a yearning. All progress is the result of people being dissatisfied. Corporations have a research and development department. They put lots of money into research and development. University of Arizona is a prime example. They have uh, uh, the chemistry building down there. I did some remodeling in there. You wouldn't believe how much money there is in pharmaceuticals. There's a chart on the wall up there. From 2010, different companies. Somebody put together this chart of the different companies that have different products. One product alone by one of these companies, a very popular uh, uh, pharmaceutical product, gave that company $4 billion worth of revenue just in one year. And that's not the only product they have. They're always doing research and development because progress is dependent on somebody being dissatisfied and saying there's got to be a better way. Thank God that Jesus is the best way. Can you say amen? Praise God. First Peter chapter 1, verse 8, talking about Jesus, says, Whom, having not seen you love? Isn't that awesome? God first loved us. We haven't seen Jesus, but we love Him because He first loved us. Though you do not see Him now, yet believe in you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory. When I first got saved, Started serving God, a little church down in Tucson. Uh, one of the songs we used to sing is this joy unspeakable and full of glory. Reason we have worship as part of the service is that we will rejoice. Get into the worship. Next time we have worship, get into it. Put your heart and your soul and your mind into the worship of God because we're not just singing songs that. Take up time. We're singing songs to worship God.
1: Sing them from your heart. Just want to encourage you there. All right. Our next slide. Which one do we do the right? That's the wrong one. Sorry. Here you go. John chapter 20, verse 29. Thank you for putting me out there.
0: Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. How many have ever tried to tell somebody about Jesus and tell them about the things of God and they tell you, how do you know? Have you, seen have you ever seen him? Well, no, you have to take it by faith. Of course I haven't seen Jesus. He walked the earth 2,000 years ago. I wasn't alive back then. But we have eyewitness accounts if ever you have an opportunity get Josh McDowell's book evidence that demands a verdict there is historical records eyewitness accounts that's what this is that's what this eyewitness accounts Jesus uh Paul uh Peter and John get arrested and uh, they tell the uh the, the judge and the jury the big shots he says you know whether we obey you God is irrelevant. We cannot but speak the things we have both seen and heard. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. We've heard things. If you live for God long enough, you'll hear lots of reports.
1: God is doing some awesome things all over the world. Praise God. But having not seen Jesus, we still believe John Calvin
0: said these words, eternal life is promised to us, but it is realized, you know, we have it while we're here, but you're not going to really get the fullness of it until your body expires and you slip into eternity. We're told of a blessed resurrection, but meanwhile, graveyard's still full. Everybody's still in the ground. Their bodies are, and their bones are anyway. We're declared to be justified, but we struggle against temptation. We hear that we're blessed, but sometimes we're overwhelmed by the cares of this life. Can you say amen? Anybody have financial problems? You don't have to raise your hand, but struggles of life, struggles in relationships, sometimes they overwhelm us. But God's word declares, he'll come to help us, but sometimes it seems like he doesn't hear us. How many ever have prayers that you've been praying for years and years? And God, when are you going to answer this prayer? That's where faith comes in. Keep trusting God. So Calvin concludes, he says, what would we do if we had no faith to lean on? What would we do? We'd do what the world does. We'd be drinking, we'd be uh, self-medicating and most likely some people would take their own lives. People despair without Jesus, without hope. But we have hope, and we have faith because God is
1: good and God is faithful and he has made a way. Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 4 It is
0: I think that's how you say his name, Habakkuk, Habakkuk? I don't know. When I get to heaven, I'll ask him how you pronounce it. he's got the just, behold the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live <clears throat> by his faith. In Jameson, Fawcett, and Brown's commentary on the Bible, they say, by faith, we venture our eternal interests on the word of God, and this is altogether reasonable. I forget the exact scripture, no. If you really think about it, think about it. People take a big gamble. What if the Bible's not true? Well, then we're wasting our time. What if it is true? What if Jesus really did raise from the dead, which we are sure of because there's an empty tomb over in Jerusalem? Why take such a gamble? What if eternity is not really real? Well, then we're just wasting our time. But what if it is real? Better live like it is, just in case. But I'm sure that it is. I'm sure that Jesus is alive because I know he touched me, set me free from drugs and alcohol. Praise God. A gentleman by the name of Thomas Cahill uh, began writing a, a series on called The Hinges of History. The first book he wrote was How the Irish Saved Civilization Concerning St. Patrick. Let me quickly tell you about the story of St. Patrick. When he was about 16 years old, he was an English citizen. He was a member of a noble family. He was captured by Irish pirates and taken to Ireland and became a slave. He was able to escape and go back to England. He got saved when he got back to England. And then he began to live for God
1: and ask permission and support to go back to Ireland and preach to his former captives. First they said, no, 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 you can't. It persisted. Finally, they let him go and he went back there and the,
0: uh, the grown ups said, you know what? We don't have anything to do with you. You take care of the kids. So he evangelized the kids and they raised up and they went and evangelized Europe. He also wrote a second book called The Gifts
1: of the Jews. And in this book, he writes about Abraham, our father of faith.
0: Abraham lived in the Sumerian culture. Uh, The Sumerian culture, the the, uh, kingdom of Sumer, if you would call it that, gives us the earliest written records of, of the earliest archaeological records of any religion. In that day, in those religions, and this is what sets the Jewish religion, the Jewish people who we are a a product of, faith in Jesus, salvation is of the Jews, what sets them apart is that before God spoke to Abraham, everyone believed that there was multiple gods. Everyone believed that there was just a cycle of life. It just kept going round and round and round, never ended. But when God spoke to Abraham, we got the idea that there's only one God. We got the idea that there is such a thing as eternity, that time had a beginning and time will have an end. We also got the idea that the tomorrow can be better, and the idea of eternal life. Under the Sumerian religion, there were many gods, like I said, and there was an endless cycle of life and death. Mr. Cahill writes these words. He says, the Jewish religion is unique among the thought systems of the ancient world and is responsible for the unique values of Western civilization including the Declaration of Independence where the individual person is valued. Praise God. How many believe that our value to God is so great. So great that he gave his only son. That God, the Bible says, Jesus said that God knows the number of hairs on our heads. He knows us through and through.
1: And he knows us so much. He still loves us. Praise God. That is awesome. So, we're looking at truth. The Bible says in Psalm 119 the eternity of your word is
0: truth. So we're putting our trust in the truth of the word of God. Faith is an act of the will to believe God irregardless of what circumstances look like. It's an evaluation of the offer
1: extended to us. Excuse me. We are, God, the Bible says, his hands are stretched out toward us all the day long. He sent his son to die for us. That's the offer of salvation.
0: Praise God. Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. 1 Peter chapter, or 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 1, he writes his letter to those who have received like precious faith or the faith of the same value. How many know the same stuff that they believed in the early days of the New Testament church? It's the same that we believe today. The same Jesus. Jesus is the same yesterday,
1: today, and forever. It's the same quality. Praise God. The same value. Glory to God. Jude chapter or Jude verse 3, He tells us to
0: contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. If you have put your trust in Jesus as your Savior, you are called a saint. Not do anything spectacular. All you have to do is trust your soul to Jesus. Philippians chapter one, verse twenty seven says, Stand fast in one spirit with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. Excuse me. Sometimes you have to have an argument in your mind and in your heart. This is what I believe. No, God says this, His Word says this, this is true, this is not. Sometimes have to contend. The main elements of faith in our relationship with the invisible God are first of all, a firm conviction
1: that the eternity or the entirety of God's Word is true. a firm conviction producing a full acknowledgement of God's revelation of truth.
0: There's some people that say, oh, the Bible's been corrupted, you know, it's been translated so many times and people have manipulated it so that they can control everybody. What nonsense. That's somebody who hasn't read the thing. (laughs) That's someone who doesn't know what it says in there. Mark Twain is uh, quoted as saying, it's not the things in the Bible that I don't understand that bother me. The things that I do understand, like all of sin and all short of the glory of God, (laughs) the wages of sin is death. That went through my mind for like two years. Wages of sin is death. Oh, my God. Before I got saved, why doesn't God kill me then? I'm a sinner. Because the second half says, but or however, the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. When I got that part, oh, okay,
1: praise God. I received that gift. The entirety of your word is truth. Faith comes by hearing.
0: Many has received Jesus. So the main element of our faith and our relationship with the invisible God is a firm conviction that the word of God is true. Secondly, it should cause a personal surrender to Jesus. As many as received Him, to them, John chapter one verse twelve, He gives the right or the authority to become the privilege to become children of God, to those who believe in his name. So people that don't believe in Jesus are not children
1: of God. It's kind of harsh, but that's what the word of God said. Praise God. Thirdly, so firm conviction, the word of God's true. Secondly, a
0: personal surrender to Jesus, and that should produce a conduct or a life inspired by such surrender. Philippians chapter 1 verse 27 says, Let your conduct be worthy of the gospel, your lifestyle. Live for God. You mess up, Bible says, righteous person may fall down seven times, but they get
1: back up. Just keep getting back up. Don't stay down. Just keep getting back up. Let's go on. Look for God. Nothing you can do about the past. Just get back up. Praise God. Second Corinthians 5.7 We walk by faith and not
0: by sight. That doesn't mean you're blind. But what it means is we're looking to an invisible God. You can't see him, but you can. You can't see the wind, can you? But you can see the effects of the wind. Here in Arizona we get dust storms and dust devils. You can look out over the, you know, the horizon and you'll see these dust devils all over the place. I remember I counted about eight of them one time. You see the wind moving the trees. You can't see the Holy Spirit. You can't see Jesus. But you can see the effect that he has on people's lives. We believe in miracles in this church. Praise God. We pray for the sick. We believe God to touch people's bodies. We believe for real, physical, genuine healing. We believe God in this church for relationships, for just whatever need you have. God stretching forth his hand and touching you. Praise God. So let your conduct be worthy of the gospel because we walk by faith, not by sight. Um Strong's Concordance uh, defines this as constancy of our profession,
1: our faith. We speak words of faith. Talk to yourself. The Bible says to meditate on God's word.
0: It literally means talk to yourself. I've said it before. Get up in the morning, look in the mirror, talk to yourself, preach to yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. Praise God. I don't care what psychologists say. Preach to yourself. Tell yourself the word of God. Nothing wrong with that. Abraham's faith rested on God himself. which to look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Praise God. Abraham, let's see. Paul's new life operated in the realm of faith which rested on Jesus. He, had the privilege of seeing Jesus face to face. Someday we're going to see Jesus face to face. Praise God. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. And I'm not sure if that's my last.
1: Yes, that's our last verse here. Paul says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no
0: longer I who live, but Christ lives in me and the life which I now live in the flesh. I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. He says his old life is gone. When he got saved, his name was changed. Anybody ever hear of Watchman Nee? The Chinese uh, Christian who got saved in the early 1920s before the communists took over. 1951 he was imprisoned. But when he got saved and one of the reasons he got saved because his mom got saved And he saw the transformation of how she used to be a hateful person, ambitious and trying to uh, get over on anybody and everybody. And she got saved and she became a different person. Totally different. A loving, kind, gentle person. And it touched his life and it changed him. And he said, I want that for myself. Praise God, if you live for God, And keep your testimony and tell people about Jesus and act like you're supposed to, people will say, I want what you have. Praise God. So he got saved. But when he got saved, in uh, Chinese culture, when you have a tremendous change in your life, you change your name. Same with Saul of Tarsus. He got saved and he changed his name. His name became Saul. Abraham, when God touched him, his name was Abram and God changed it to Abraham. He had a changed life. Jacob, when God touched him and he had a changed life, changed his name to Israel. Praise God. So he presses on, he looks, and he lives by faith in Jesus. The whole point of this is, have you put your faith in Jesus? Have you trusted your soul to Jesus for your salvation. The Bible says that Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me. There's no other way. Praise God.